I want to read out of a few passages. I want to kind of only kind of start where I left off last week, and then we'll go from there. Uh, let's go over to John's Gospel 17. John's Gospel 17, <clears throat> first five verses. <clears throat> and these words spake Jesus, and he lifted up his eyes to heaven, and he said, Father, the hours come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh. Note that, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, praise God, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou with me, with thine own self-glory, which I had with thee, before the world was. Amen. Go over to Luke's Gospel. No, I'm sorry. Matthew. Matthew's where I want to hit first. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 26, starting with the 36th verse. And it said, And then cometh Jesus with them, that's the disciples, into a place called Gethsemane, and he said unto his unto the disciples, Set ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, <clears throat> that's James and John, and they began to and, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little further, and he fell on his face, and prayed, saying, O Father, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. And he said unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away again to the second time and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup may pass, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and, and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples. And said unto them, Sleep on now, and take your rest. Behold, the hour is come, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Then I want to go one more chapter over into Luke. 
And it's in the 22nd chapter, verses 43 and 44. And it said here, And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in, in, in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling to the ground. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, God, this morning, Lord, for this opportunity of being in your house this morning. Lord, I tell you, I just pray for your help. I feel weak this morning trying to bring a message like this, Lord, to your people. So may the Holy Spirit just intervene and anoint us and help us, God. We realize, Lord, that without you we can do nothing. We put it all in your hands this morning. May God the words be said and be the words that you once said today. Help us strengthen us, God. May we see the suffering that Christ went through, Lord, for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Back over to John here. Um, find it. Uh, this is a prayer. Actually, in this chapter, Jesus prayed for himself. He prayed for the disciples, and he prayed for the church. Okay? He said here that uh, uh, my hour has come. Glorify the Son, that thou may also that uh, that the, thy Son also may glorify thee. So the cross was coming. Okay, this is where he was at. He knew it was coming. Uh, he knew what he was going to have to suffer and die and pay the price for the sins of the whole world. And uh, that hour's coming, and it's not there yet, but it's on. It's close. <clears throat> And uh, when he gave this prayer, I don't know when it was. It, it was sometime uh, after we celebrate Palm Sunday. But uh, anyway, it was before he went to the garden. It's before the upper room. We do know that. And uh, anyhow, he's, uh, he's praying to God. And uh, he says here... Um, all, he said, Thou hast given him all power over all flesh. Think about that. That thou should give him uh, give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal. That they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Amen. This is what it's all about, church, this morning. Jesus came to save sinners. Right. Huh? To transform lives because there's a heaven to gain. Amen? Eternal heaven. Praise God. And he came to give eternal life to for all those that believe in him. And he said here, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Huh? In other words, he had finished his ministry. His ministry was over with. No more preaching. No more healing. Huh? No more uh, 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 doing those great miracles that he did. Huh? That's what he's talking about here. Huh? 
I finished the work. But in reality, the greatest work lied ahead. Amen. Which was the cross of Calvary. <clears throat> I thought about Jesus' miracles that he did. <clears throat> you know, uh, when he done <laughs> that work, he healed blind Barnabas. <laughs> huh? That couldn't even see. He, he, was, he was blinded and he healed a lot of blind people. Huh? He touched the ears of deaf people that couldn't hear the gospel. He touched their ears and healed them and they were able to hear. The Bible says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the scripture says. Huh? Spiritual ears. Amen. And, he, and, 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 and the lame, my friend, that couldn't walk, huh? he touched them and he healed them. Huh? The, the, the mute, those that couldn't talk, he touched their tongue and loosened it and they were able to talk. Huh? I'll tell you something this morning. I'm so glad, my friend, for the miracle, like God he was talking about, the miracle that lives inside of us. Amen? I tell you what, huh? We couldn't see because we were in the darkness of sin. Amen? Huh? We couldn't hear the gospel because our ears were plugged. Huh? I tell you, we couldn't even walk right in this world huh? because we were crippled. Huh? But God saved us. And caused us to walk in the light. Amen. He done all this work. Saved many. Changed the lives of many. He told the woman at the well. He said, I'll give you spiritual water. That you'll never thirst again. If you'll drink of me. If you'll believe in me. And drink this water of life. You'll never thirst again. Amen. She had five husbands. And the one she was with. Wasn't her husband. She lived a sinful life. Lived a harlot's life basically. Huh? Slept with many men. Huh? She would go down to the well. I didn't know I was going to get into this. She'd go down to the well, huh? When when all the women were not around, she would make a time to go down to the well by herself because she was ashamed of who she was, and she knew that they talked about her, huh? But one day she went to the well. My friend had found the Savior. Huh? He said, she, she ran back to the village and said, I found a man that knew everything about me. I want to tell you this morning, Christ knows everything about you. And he loves you and wants to save you and change your life. Amen. When she went back to the city, my friend, I tell you, she told about Christ, my friend, and it said many in that city were saved. 
testify over her testimony. Right. Amen. And the woman that was called in adultery and brought before Jesus with the stones in their hands, huh? There was no hope for her, huh? She was a dead woman. They were ready to cast stones. There was no hope for her. But Christ stepped in and saved her. You know what he said? Huh? Where are thy accusers? Or that? You see, they were guilty too. They had sin in their lives. Huh? Where are thy accusers? And she said, they fled. He said, I don't accuse you either. To me, huh? This is not in there. But I'm the divine son of God. And to me, you're clean. Yeah. Huh? Then he said, go your way and sin no more. I want to tell you something, church. We're able to keep the victory in this thing. Don't let nobody tell you any different. Christ prayed him. Pride with this blood. Yes, amen. Uh, and you're going to live pure and a holy life if you cling to me. Amen. amen. All those things that he did. I tell you what, somewhere I heard it, and I know you heard it. It said if they wrote down everything that Christ did in the three years of his ministry, it said that every library in that entire world would not be able to hold the books of the things, of the miracles, and the things that he's done. Amen. The divine Son of God. Hallelujah. I finished it, Lord. I finished it, God. Huh? The ministry. Huh? They hated me. They despised me. They buffeted me. They spit spit on me. Huh? But I went through regardless and done what you wanted me to do. Huh? Now, Lord, I'm going to be taken out one of these days soon. Huh? Now glorify me with thy own self-glory. Listen, that I had with thee before the world was. What's that? That's proof that Jesus existed. Huh? For the foundations of the world. For the world was ever created. Christ was with God in glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. And now the time has come. And the pain and the suffering, both physically, mentally, emotionally, every part of his being is getting ready to suffer. And I want to tell you something this morning. He suffered more than any other man. Huh? Any other man could ever suffer. <clears throat> Praise the Lord.
To the east of Jerusalem, there was a small mountain called the Mount of Olives. It is about 300 feet higher than the city of Jerusalem. And on that mountain, there is a beautiful limestone laid by the hand of God. And on the mountain, there is a garden called Gethsemane. And in that garden, there are beautiful shrubs and olive trees. Gethsemane means oil press because that's where they pressed the olives to get the olive oil out of the fruit. <clears throat> I want to tell you something. Now, I thought about this. It said that that oil press, huh? When they squeezed that oil out of the uh, out of those olive oil thing, uh, fruits or whatever they was, when they squeezed them out of there, it took intense pressure to do that, huh? It took something, some force, huh, to get that oil out. Now I thought about Jesus. <laughs> He went through some intense pressure. In the garden, my friend. Huh? For you and me. Amen. He was decaying the wine press. <clears throat> this was a quiet place, the Garden of Gethsemane. And it was a quiet place where Jesus went there often to pray and be with his disciples and teach them. And they would be far away from the crowds that followed them. And in this reading this morning, this was a different night. And the last night, the last night, that Jesus would take a trip here. Jesus would make his last prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. You see, he was in the city and in the upper room with his disciples having the Last Supper. And at that supper, Jesus told his disciples <clears throat> his coming death and that, on, and that one would betray him, which was Judas, and that he would be delivered over to the hands of men. And as Jesus left the upper room, he headed out to the city and went down the hill of the city and was heading to the Mount of Olives, to the garden, to pray. <coughs> and his disciples went with him. So you see, <clears throat> he had... Come in on Palm Sunday as we celebrated that. I never did preach on it. Brother Mark preached for us last year on that. But he can't, that had happened. And you remember the crowds, how they laid their garments uh, in the road as he came down. Because they represented him as a king. Uh, he was king then. Huh? But now his hour had come. <laughs> huh? And all those people were gone. And scattered away. Huh? One of them betrays him, which is Judas, and he's down to living men. Everybody else is gone. Huh? Here he comes. He goes into the upper room and he explained all this. 
And then he starts heading down the mountain uh, to the Garden of Gethsemane where he went many times. And I want to tell you something, in that garden, he met God many times. Huh? And God is strength. Huh? What does songwriter say? Huh? He says, in seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief and often escaped the tempter's snare by thy return, sweet hour of prayer. Amen. And he heads down to the garden. Huh? And he's on his way down that hill. And he looks out, or he comes down to the bottom of the hill before he goes over into the Mount of Olives in the garden in Gethsemane. And they said that there's a brook there called Cedron. A little brook of water. Huh? Probably maybe four foot wide. Not very deep. You could walk across it. But he was going to have to cross that little brook. And the scholars said that that brook the water in there was reddish color of blood. They said that it was set the rocks in in that brook were stained with blood. Okay? And when you looked at the water, it had that red collar to it, that blood collar to it. And they said the reason that that was because of all of the animal sacrifices that they done into the temple. They would sacrifice those animals, my friend, huh? And the blood from those animals, all those years and all those sacrifices, the blood would run down the hill and drain into that little brook, Cedron, huh? And here comes Christ. He's getting ready to cross the brook. And he looks down. And he sees the red bloody water. And knowing soon, on the hill called Calvary, his blood would be flowing through that river. Amen. Jesus paid it all for us. And he's in the garden. And he tells the disciples, he says, Stay ye here while I go pray yonder. And then he took with him Peter, James, and John. And he began to feel sorrowful and very heavy. And he said unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. 
Amen. <clears throat> Peter, James, and John were the inner circle of the disciples. Jesus chose 12, one betrayed him, but these three huh, were the closest to Jesus Christ. Huh? He wanted them there because these three huh, were going to be the future leaders of the church. The church we're in today. Huh? He wanted them to witness huh, who he was. Do you remember the Mount uh, of Transfiguration? When he went up into the mountain to pray and was transformed, Peter, James, and John witnessed that. And they seen Elijah. And they seen Moses. Huh? He wanted them to witness that. And now, this time of prayer, huh? this time of intense sorrow that he's in, he wants to take those three huh? to come and help him pray and witness to this. Huh? He said, my soul huh? <coughs> is in great sorrow. What he's saying here. Come tarry with me. <clears throat> he said here, <clears throat> and he said unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. So listen. He was so in agony. <laughs> let, me, let me give you some, some descriptions here. Real quick. Said here, let me find it. Jesus was in great sorrow. Jesus was in great anguish. Definition of anguish. Severe mental suffering. To be extremely distressed about something. Agony. A point to the uttermost anguish and grief of the soul. So he came to a point, my friend, huh, where his soul and his mental estate was in such agony and anguish. You and I don't know nothing about this. This is way beyond what we go through. Hmm? Even unto death, he said. Amen. And he goes here. And he fell on his face. And he prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. 
Amen. So, he went a little further than where the disciples was. Huh? And under the pressure and under all the anguish and all the stress, huh? He fell down on the ground, face first. Huh? Now listen, you can take it either way you want to. When they prayed in the Bible with their face on the ground, huh? That was in great humility. Huh? And I believe that's one thing that he was doing. And I'll tell you what, I believe he fell down under the stress. And he stayed there on the ground. I don't know how many times he fell down. He went there three times. He come back and went, back and went, and back and went back. So three times he could have fell on his face. Three times. I don't know. It don't matter, my friend. But the scripture said he was so distressed that he sweat great, great drops of blood. Huh? In other words, my friend, he was so distressed that when you and I are, are working and it's hot or whatever and we're sweating, that water just pours out of our pores. Huh? And it spreads down our face, down our back, our arms, or wherever. Huh? It's called sweat, my friend. And there's a membrane in there that lets that water drain out huh, of your body to perspire because it's good for your body, my friend. But he was in so much distress that that membrane had broke, my friend. And the blood dripped out of him under the distress. Huh? See, the human body can only take so much and then that's it. Huh? He was to the point of death. Huh? When he laid down. And what happened? The angel came and comforted him. Amen? Praise God. The angel came and gave him strength. You know what? That shows me. I see something there too. Huh? How human Christ was. Even though he was the divine son of God, he was part man and part and part God. We see it as he laid there. And they came. The angel did. And comforted him. And lifted him up. And gave him strength. Huh? I'll tell you another, another reason, my friend. Huh? That he didn't die there. <laughs> because it wasn't God's will. The cross was God's will. Right. Amen? Amen? Why all this? Why all this anguish? Why all this suffering? Why all this mental stress upon him? Huh? I don't want to quit. But he said here, he said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. What was the cup? In Bible times, the cup was a cup of anguish. It was a cup of sorrow. And it was a cup of death. That's what the cup represented. Huh? What did this cup represent? 
I'll tell you what it represented. It re represented the sins of all mankind. Right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Every sin, huh, that ever had been committed to this point where Jesus was at, my friend, until the day, listen, that the trumpet sounds again. Every sin, my friend, and was in that cup. Your sin and my sins was in that cup. Do you get it this morning, my friend? And I want to tell you what else was in that cup was the wrath of God. The wrath, my friend, that God was going to pour out on sin. Huh? It was in that cup, my friend, that Christ was going to take of and partake and drink of. Huh? And I want to tell you another thing, my friend. Huh? This, those sins, your sin and my sin and the sins of the whole world were laid on Him. Huh? They were in that cup. He was guilty even though He never sinned and knew no sin. He took our sins huh? and our, our, our lives, my friend. Huh? And it was just like He did it. You listen to me this morning. This is good preaching. I'm just, I and know I'm coming up short. And I've been hindered. The devil's hindered me, huh? On this message, huh? I've been struggling, but I want to tell you something, my friend. Listen to me, huh? He took it all and bore it all for you and me. Whatever sin you committed, huh? The whole sin, I tell you, there's some awful sins out there today, my friend. Things that are happening, the sins that are being committed that are terrible. My friend, Jesus took them all on Himself. Huh? You're guilty. Huh? He became guilty for our sins. What a wrath. Huh? I want to tell you something. If you're in this church this morning and you're saved, you ought to thank God for what He's done for you. To be a partaker of this great salvation huh? and to be in the family of God. I want to tell you something, huh? One of these days, my friend, in that when time is no more and it's cut off and God said, that's it, my friend, there's going to be a heaven to gain and a hell to shunder, my friend, and we're going to answer to this. Every man, the books will be open. And man, every man will give an account to what he done with Jesus, right. which is called the Christ. Right. Huh? See, the world don't understand this. Huh? But I'm going to tell you, this is life and death. It said in Bible times there was capital punishment. I know I told you this story and some of you haven't heard it. But the capital punishment was when them men committed crimes, whatever they done, stealing, killed other people, whatever, huh? They were brought before the king. Huh? And when they were brought before the king and were guilty, you know what their punishment was? Huh? They had to drink poison. Hmm? They had to drink this poison. That was their death sentence. Huh? And it said that they stand before the king 
Huh? And and whoever was the cupbearer or whatever, he'd come out with those, whether it be a dozen men there, he'd come out with those cups of poison, my friend. Huh? And those men were shackled. They were standing there, huh, in line. Huh? And there was the poison and their death. You see, they were guilty of their sin. Their punishment was death. Hmm? It came time that they had to drink them. Drink that poison. And then death would come. Only taste it. Jesus stepped in. Huh? And took our poison. Huh? And took our sins. That's what's that's where we're in. Huh? If you're not forgiven and you're not Christ, my friend, huh? You're headed to hell. Huh? The scripture said that Jesus tasted death for every man. Do you understand what that means? He took our hell and the punishment that was due to us. Yes, sir. He took it on himself. Right. I told a guy that one time, he basically he didn't call me a liar, but he didn't believe it. I said it's right there in the scripture. What is our death? Huh? If we don't know God, what is our death? You explain that to me. Huh? It's hell. Huh? That's where we're headed. That's why the Redeemer came. Amen? And He took in, He stepped in and took our cup. Huh? Because Christ. Well, listen. We'll get to the cross next week. What I'm telling you is, huh? He suffered so great in the garden. Huh? This was the first step. Listen to me. Huh? I believe this. Huh? And I don't know how many preachers preach it. I don't know if I've heard it preached on before or not. But I believe this with all of my heart. This was the first step huh, for the atonement. Huh? You get me? This is the first step unto the cross. Amen. He went through it mentally. Huh? And emotionally and stressfully. Huh? Nothing's happened to him physically yet. You hear me? Nothing's happened physical to him. But he's suffering enough, huh? That he's almost dead laying there on the ground. And, it, and he sweat drops of blood. And, and couldn't you imagine what his face looked like? Huh? He had that blood coming out of it, my friend. And he laid on that dirty ground. And all the muck and the blood mixed together. I bet he looked like a mess. Huh? When the, when the guards come and got him. Huh? Praise God. There's a price that Christ paid in the Garden of Gethsemane for you and me. He's not made it to the cross yet. But here's what he said. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Amen? And I want to tell you something about the Christian life that I had to find out and find out the hard way. The Christian life is a surrendered life. Yes. It's a life that we give our lives to God and live for Him. Huh? The best way we know how. Huh? Not giving Jesus some of us or giving... To him uh, on a Sunday, huh? 
but all of us. One songwriter said, I need you every hour, Lord. I don't just need you on Sunday, huh? Or Wednesday or Friday. I need you every hour of that day. You feel like that? I do. I need him every hour because, my tell you what, the flesh is weak. Yes, sir. The flesh is weak, my friend. And we have a devil that's tempting us day in and day out. Huh? That's what Jesus said. Huh? Pray that you enter not into temptation. You know what was going to happen? Jesus knew what was going to happen. They needed to pray to stay true to him because they're going to get face something here at his death. Pray that you knit or not into temptation. You know what they done? They scattered like rabbits. When they, after they took Jesus, they were gone. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> There's a, let me find this here. I thought it was good, so good. <clears throat> if I can find it. Shouldn't remember it. I read it enough. <clears throat> this is what a preacher said. He said Gethsemane was the vestibule of Calvary. The victory was won in the garden, and the price was paid at Calvary. Right. Amen. Amen. So everything I preached on, you got anything out of it? Huh? That's the vestibule right there. From that doorway back to those back doors. It's the best view on where you come into the church. Okay? That's what that is. If some of you didn't know what it meant. That's meaning. Huh? That was the garden that Jesus suffered and went through so much. Huh? But in here, in the sanctuary, my friend, and, and the reason the victory was won back there in the vestibule was because he surrendered his will to God. He could have called for ten legions of angels. He could have called for an army of angels to deliver him. Listen to me. It's in the Bible. He could have done that. He could have called for him to come and forget it. I'm not going to go through it. It's too much. But I want to tell you something. That's how much he loved you and me. Huh? That he was willing to suffer and go through all that torment in the garden. Praise God. Praise God. He, huh? That's where the victory was won. Huh? And now, when he surrendered his will to God and drank and will, willingly took of that cup, my friend, huh? Then, my friend. He's walking up to Calvary huh? where the price is going to be paid. Right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise God. I'm glad.
that I understand these things. This huh? I'm telling you what, I, I, and I cried this morning, I probably shouldn't tell you about my personal things, but I'm just telling you this. I fell on my face this morning in my front room and told the Lord that I'm unworthy to even be part of this church. Unworthy to be even in the presence of God and God's people. Let alone trying to preach the gospel. I'm unworthy. Huh? You see, God should have just gave up on me a long time ago. I was raised in a Christian home, my friend, just like Cherish was. Huh? That's all we ever do. Pam knows what I'm talking about. Huh? I don't deserve it. But I thank God for his mercy and his grace. Right. And the love is what caused him to go through all that he went through That's for true. me and you. Praise Amen. God. Huh? For without love, it profit nothing. Yes, sir. Amen. Right. His love, my friend. One songwriter said, if that isn't love, huh? If that isn't love, huh? The oceans are dry. Huh? There's no stars in the sky. Huh? And the birds cannot even fly. If that's not love, my friend, then heaven's a myth. Right? right? Huh? But we know it's not a myth. Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. There's too much evidence in our heart and soul huh, that knows it's a reality. It is real. Amen. Amen. I feel just like the Hebrew children. I feel like Daniel. Huh? I feel like those guys, my friend, and those men and women in the Bible, my friend, that kept the faith. It don't matter what happens. Yes, if something happens to me, I know I'll go through it mentally and physically and all these other things, but I want to tell you something. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I'm not trusting in anything else but that. Huh? And I tell you what, whoa, hallelujah, that's my ticket to heaven this morning. Huh? Because, my friend, huh, God will see Christ's blood on me huh, that was shed. Huh, that one's mine. That one's mine. That one's mine. How is that? Huh, because they got the wedding garments on. <laughs> huh, they washed their robes, my friend, in the blood of Christ. And they're worthy. Huh? To come into my kingdom. Amen. Oh, wait a minute. Yep, right there it is. <laughs> Your name's my friend in the book. <laughs> come on in. Hallelujah. Amen. Huh? I know that's kind of a, maybe a corny little bit of a description, but I want to tell you it's a reality. Sure, yes. Huh? Is my name written there on the page right there in the book of my kingdom? Is my name written there? Amen. Amen. And when the roll is called up yonder, will yours be on the book? Amen. Amen. Praise God. 
Revelation said the books will be opened one of these days. Amen. And another book's going to be opened. And that's the book of life. That's the one you want your name in. Right. In the book of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 